0: everybody this is a special cold open to let you know that we are going to be talking about a delightful show with kind of a strange name it has a word in it that just
1: (sighs) well as our friend bob would say it just feels like a swear
0: so if there's anyone in the room with you right now that you would rather not repeat this word like maybe your kids or your parrot
1: your smart home device
0: Then this is your warning to remedy that situation, and we'll wait, uh, and then come back and listen. Okay, here's the show.
1: Do you like the wine, not the label?
0: Do you like to fold in the cheese?
1: Do you love that journey for us?
0: Then maybe, just maybe.
1: You'll like the 2015 Canadian sitcom, Schitt's Creek.
0: I'm Andy Potter.
1: And I'm Aaron Potter.
0: And you're listening to
1: AP AP Approved. Approved. So welcome, everybody, back to our show. Uh, We're switching it up a little bit. So far, we've done movies, and today we're going to branch into another thing we love, TV shows. Uh, And we're going to be talking about, as we mentioned, the show Schitt's Creek. So a little disclaimer right up front, as we said, uh, sounds like a swear, feels like a swear, but it's actually spelled S-C-H-I-T-T, and it's the name of the town in the show, and named for one of the main characters' families who founded the town. So it's not actually the swear word. But
0: it's a little, it's a little edgy.
1: You know, and that's maybe a little part of its charm, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my experience with this show was that uh, it was, it came as a surprise, really. I, I never really intended to, to get into the show or watch it until it just kept coming up. Uh, a lot of people kept saying that how delightful it was. People I listened to on podcasts. My mother-in-law, who always knows what's good. And so one day I just decided to try it, to check it out. And I just fell in love with it right away. I think right from that first episode, I was just so charmed by the characters and the premise. And it was just so funny. And so I watched the whole first four seasons very quickly because I I just loved it and I was trying very hard to convey to Aaron just how much I love this show but a lot of it was kind of a you had to be there thing and so when we finished up a show that we were already watching together I said let's watch Creek. and so we I watched the first four seasons again with him and then we watched the last two seasons together which was so much fun and it's just so delightful. And I think Aaron liked it right away as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, so.
1: from the first episode, just charmed.
0: It's just so good. And it's this kind of show that, that stays good and maybe even gets better mm-hmm. as you go along, which is a rare thing. So it, it's just delightful. And we just loved it right away.
1: Absolutely. So uh, for those of you who don't know, aren't aware of the phenomenon that is Schitt's Creek. It uh, has definitely kind of been going around for a little while now. Uh, we're on the tail end of it i suppose Um, schitt's creek is a show that came out starting in 2015 it's a canadian sitcom uh, and it's about a family called the roses this very rich fancy uh, kind of absurdly rich upper class family called the roses Uh, there's four main characters there's johnny rose who's this businessman uh, who ran a, a video store empire called rose video and has been able to retire very wealthy. Uh, There's his wife, Moira, who's this very ridiculous over-the-top actress. Uh, She was this great soap opera actress for many years on a show called Sunset Bay and is very famous uh, for that show, and she's very ridiculous and very obsessed with her designer clothes and her wigs, which are all bizarre. Uh, And then they have two adult children. Uh, There is David, uh, who's the oldest, and he's very fashionable and sassy and quirky uh, and very insecure, and he kind of does lots of, like, artsy things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's they're very... Outgoing, um, very spoiled uh, uh, socialite daughter, Alexis, who just kind of jet sets all over the world with all her rich boyfriends and kind of goes on all kinds of crazy adventures. And then the show begins with them all living their rich lives. And then their business manager uh, embezzles money, cheats them. It's not exactly clear what happens, but they basically lose everything their entire fortune. And the show actually opens with their mansion being like raided by the government and everything being repossessed because they've lost everything. And in an interesting twist, the one thing they have left uh, after all their money gets taken away and they're basically dirt poor is they own a little town in the middle of nowhere, a place called Schitt's Creek, which the dad Johnny bought for his son David as a joke. You didn't uh,
0: have to buy the town.
1: That was the joke, <laughs> to own the town, to own the deed to the town. <laughs> so they own this town. It's basically the only thing they have. So they move to this little town. Uh, and the local mayor Roland Shit, whose family founded the town, hence the name, uh, puts them up in the local motel, uh, which is very run down and ragged. Um, and they just lived there for a number of years. And then the show's just hilarious because they these very rich fish out of water people. Uh, well, they're not rich anymore. They just act rich. Um, think they're kind of too high and mighty for this little podunk town. And they just really stick out, and it's really funny. And over time, they learn to be at home there. They learn to make friends there. Uh, they make lots of friends with the locals. And what's fun is it's not like the locals are all completely normal and they're weird. Like, everybody in the show is weird. Like, all the local For sure. cast of characters are all just as quirky as the roses. They're just, like, more down-to-earth blue-collar people, whereas the roses are very, like, upper-class. And it's just a delightful show about, like, learning to accept everybody. Um, you know, rich, poor, um, quirky, normal, whatever. And everybody's a little quirky. Um, yeah. And it's just a really delightful show about hospitality and love and friendship. And this this community that grows up uh, around the Rose family in the town as they all can't stand each other to begin with and learn to love each other and really come together as a family and as a community.
0: Yeah. And it's made by some really terrific people as well. The show is written and produced mostly by uh, the comedy legend Eugene Levy and uh, his son Dan. Well
1: and Dan's really like the mastermind behind this right? He's the one that's really writing it?
0: Yeah he's he does most of the writing um, and uh, they work they work together on on a lot of the production and everything. Um, But yeah so it's a really great sort of family affair because also one of the supporting actors is uh, Dan's sister, Sarah. So that's very fun.
1: And Eugene and Dan are two of the main characters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. So they also play Johnny Rose and David Rose, which is very fun. So they're actually a father son duo in the show and outside of the show. And uh, let's see, Moira is played by Katherine O'Hara, who's another great uh, comedy actress. Uh, with a lot of a lot of credits to her name, and she and Eugene Levy worked together for a long time, and so it's just it's very cool, very good chemistry. I think you can see how they just all they all just work together very well and bounced off each other. And I think uh, Dan Le- Levy has said that you know even though he did a lot of the writing, they really led by example. They they shared their wisdom, and it was. It's just a masterpiece, really. (laughs) Is that hyperbolic to say it's a masterpiece or not? No.
1: (laughs) Okay. We're enthusiastic here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And finally, uh, Annie Murphy rounds out the family playing Alexis, and she's just hilarious. She worked really hard to um, sort of observe socialites in real life like the olsons and the kardashians and you you can't see what i'm doing right now but she just has this really funny way of holding her hands that she just kind of developed and it's hilarious and she just walks around like (laughs) and she has this hilarious laugh and she just is way over the top silly kind of trying too hard to be pretty and every one of them is just so funny
1: they're all yeah like she's so quirky but they're all so quirky Like, they all have funny things they do with their hands and funny things they say, and the way they talk and dress is not normal. Uh, They're just all such, you know, kind of cartoon characters, Mm -hmm. but you get to love them and see them as real human beings, too.
0: Very unique, for sure.
1: Absolutely. If you don't know Catherine O'Hara, she's the only one I knew from stuff. She's the mother from Home Alone.
0: Kevin!
1: She's in the movie Beetlejuice. Uh, She's the stepmom and dad, so she's a great mom. She's a fun character, quirky character in those, but like really over the top in this one. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's hysterical. She speaks with like this pseudo British accent all the time, and she always says things in very unique ways, um, just to like because she's like better than everybody else, I guess, in her own head, Mm -hmm. and just like deeply needs people to pay attention to her Mm -hmm. as a you know soap opera actress. Just really wants to be seen,
0: as a lot of them do.
1: Yep, they Mm -hmm. all have something of that
0: yeah so we're gonna sort of go into more about why we love this show. We're gonna try to avoid major spoilers, like kind of how the show ends and and where they all end up. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna go into the show and maybe have a few details in there, but we're gonna try to avoid like too big of
1: spoilers mm-hmm. And also for context, the reason this show has been really kind of in the news and on forefront of people's minds recently oh, is yeah. the show just wrapped up its final sixth and final season uh this fall yeah or or early in the year i forget exactly when
0: and it absolutely swept the 2020 emmys so Mm -hmm. uh it won every single award that is available to a primetime comedy show which is seven um each of the four main actors won for outstanding lead actor lead actress supporting actor and supporting actress and so that just kind of is a testament to just how wonderful this show is and how excellent it is.
1: Absolutely. And again, with how like beloved it is, um, the Rotten Tomatoes score from the critics for Schitt's Creek is 93 percent, so quite high. And then it's almost the same for the audience. It's 94 percent, so one point higher. So very highly acclaimed among both critics and audiences. Pretty much everybody just loves the show. Yeah.
0: Well deserved, I think.
1: So Andy, what are some of the things that you just really enjoy about the show? What did we like about it so much?
0: Well, I think one of the things that I love the most about the show is it's just so welcoming. You know, it, that's kind of the main sort of vibe of the show is that the roses come into this town and they really don't belong there. They they think that they're better than everyone else. There's the characters, the the mayor Roland and his wife Jocelyn, and they they just grate against each other for. For quite a while. They're kind of frenemies in a way mm-hmm. for a while. And in the beginning, they're just sort of outright adversaries um, because they're just so different. And um, yeah, a lot of the characters are just, you know, kind of that, that small town podunk life. This is a town in the middle of nowhere. We don't know where it is exactly. It doesn't say, but it's just in the middle of nowhere, like the closest real town real city is like an is like an hour away or something like that Mm -hmm. and they go there to to go to a department store or to go to the hospital or whatever like that so that tells you kind of how small of a town it is but all of these characters just really even though they're not super sure about these weird kooky rich people that have come in they really do welcome them and embrace them and after a while you you get to see just what that does to the the main characters and how it slowly changes them and makes them better people I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that in the end they they really are better people for having been in Schitt's Creek and I think they like themselves better, they mm-hmm. like each other better they certainly love each other more for having been been together for so long in, in the town um, when, whereas before they kind of just did their own thing and just kind of orbited each other mm-hmm. and you know maybe didn't even really like each other that much mm-hmm. overtly and yeah, in the end, they're all just better people and they're closer together. And it's really one of the best things that ever happened to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my very favorite episodes is a Christmas episode, which starts off with Johnny having a dream of the giant Christmas parties they mm-hmm. used to throw at their mansion with all their celebrity rich people friends. And, you know, they frequently talk about the good old days in which they were rich and everything was fine. But that's one of the first times you get to really see what life actually looked for, like for them back then. And it's such a sad, sad thing to see because they are so separated from each other. They're so alone. Um, Like, none of them talk to each other. Uh, They barely interact with each other. Um, Johnny goes around trying to kind of connect with his kids and his wife after the party is done. And they all just immediately go to bed and go off and do their separate things. Or, you know, Alexis flies off somewhere with her rich boyfriend Uh, And Moira's hopped up on all kinds of sleeping pills and stuff like that and can barely talk to him. And David stormed off in a rage after the catering wasn't exactly to his specifications. Uh, And it's just absolutely heartbreaking. And you come to see that, you know, even though they think they're not as well off in this town, the fact that they live in this little motel in just two little rooms and are constantly with each other and see each other all the time, as much as it drives them crazy, which it does. Um, Also, like, they just love each other so much and they're so much closer now. And you can just see, like, it really is the best thing that ever happened to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, like, at that Christmas party, they're they're surrounded by people. They're surrounded by admirers and people that uh, are also rich and are famous, maybe, and are just excited to be in their orbit. Um, and they all, at first, think that they have tons of friends. And... Tons of people that they would love that love to hang out with them, and that they'll they'll get back to at some point. They're they're desperate for the whole first season to to get back to their life and to get out of Shit's Creek, and eventually they sort of realize that all of those people that they were connected to before weren't really that great of friends, um, because obviously none of those people talk to them after they're poor again, um, and they're just, it wasn't really what they thought it was, and they didn't have truly good relationships with anyone um, in their old life. And I'd say one one of my favorite episodes is probably the season two finale, in which Johnny and Moyer run into a friend, some friends from their old life, and they also run into Roland and Jocelyn in the same place. And Roland and Jocelyn at this point, you know, They've had a lot of rubs, they've had a lot of missteps with them, but um, in that moment, seeing the old friends next to the new friends, and the old friends are very dismissive and very mean about Schitt's Creek, about the town, what they think of it, and Johnny defends the town, and he defends his new friends, and he says, you know, you used to be our friends, and when we were down on our luck, you didn't give us a phone call, Or a card or a dime and Roland and Jocelyn have been nothing but generous and they've they've offered us so much and that town is not called Schittsville which is what they think it is it's called Schitt's Creek and it's where we live and it's just such a good moment and after that encounter they go back to a barn party and they they dance with their kids and it's just such a sweet happy delightful moment
1: it's, uh, it feels like it could be like the conclusion of the show, Almost, that episode. Yeah. Like, I'm glad it's not because there's so much good stuff that comes after that. But it's mm-hmm. kind of like this moment where they really accept, or at least Johnny accepts. Um, I'm not sure Moira does yet mm-hmm. at that point. Um, she's the hardest sell on staying in Shit's yeah. Creek for sure. But Johnny really kind of accepts this is where we live and this is not a bad place to be. And these are not people that are beneath me. These are These mm-hmm. people can be our friends. And maybe this is where we belong, at least for now. And then, yeah, just the way that barn party is filmed with like all the lights and the dancing and the music and just like it's very kind of, it's a sort of paradise, mm-hmm. right? Just sort of utopia that they've discovered here and they're just happy and they're together. And it's such a contrast to, I think it's maybe the next season or the following season, season three or four mm-hmm. finale where they have that Christmas party. Yeah. And you see, again, a big party, but they're not together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's such a contrast between those two parties and yes. and just like you know i think that party the barn party is one of like the happiest tv moments i've ever seen just like so lovely
0: it's very good
1: and just yeah just the unity and community and family and love is so strong there and it's just great
0: Mm -hmm. so as we've been saying all the characters sort of have their own arc of growth they all grow and become better people they all sort of have a different a different sort of arc um which is very interesting johnny i think um, gets more solidified into the community and he, he starts to invest in the community and try to make it better. Alexis, I think her arc is that for a long time she relied on other people. She relied on rich boyfriends and rich other friends to to get her around, to show her things, to give her a good time. And she eventually becomes a lot more independent. And she, start, she goes to school and she starts her own business. Um, that's really, really beautiful. There's um, other arcs like David. David is so insecure at the beginning, and and you know he keeps saying, "I have friends, I have people um, back in New York that I could get back to." And then when it comes down to it, um, he really doesn't. He really doesn't have anyone he cares about because he holds himself so so closely and so walled off from everyone else. And um, he learns to open himself up and to love. Um, other people mm-hmm. and it's just really beautiful.
1: He has the fewest real hap- real friends or real connections out in the world mm-hmm. and he makes the deepest relationships in Schitt's yeah, Creek I think. I would
0: definitely say so.
1: One of the other main characters who we haven't really mentioned yet is Stevie Budd. Oh yeah. We have to talk about first Stevie. <laughs> the, who's the employee that works the desk at the motel that they live at and she's you know just she's very like uh, blunt mm-hmm. and doesn't take crap from anybody. I'm only
0: doing this because you called me rude, and I take that as a compliment. Right, that's a very Stevie (laughs)
1: comment to make. And it's funny because she's very cynical and very blunt, and she and David kind of pretty quickly get off on a good foot together because they kind of have a similar view of the world. Like, they do not trust people. They don't really like people. Mm -hmm. They have a very negative opinion towards just about everything. So they kind of bond pretty quickly, and and before too long, they, they eventually, which is not easy for them, admit that they've become best friends. It's such a sweet sweet. too. You're like, I think you're my best friend.
0: I don't really know because I've never had a best friend before, but I think you are. (laughs) It's so great.
1: Yeah, and it's so sweet. Like they just, and they're very awkward and they tease each other a lot, but they also just have a real camaraderie that grows really strong.
0: Another great character that uh, we haven't mentioned yet is Patrick. And you'll have to- Patrick. Patrick is just so, he's just a cinnamon roll. He's just adorable and you got to wait around a little bit to to get to Patrick but it's worth it. He shows up in a I think season 3 and you don't know yet at the beginning at the beginning how how much you're going to love Patrick but you will. Um, he just becomes very close to the family and uh he's he's just so adorable. <laughs> yeah,
1: he and David start dating eventually and he really forces David to to kind of open up. Yeah. And to be way more vulnerable than David is comfortable with being, but that's exactly what David needs Mm -hmm. to turn him into a better person. He needs to be, he starts that journey a little bit with Stevie, with becoming friends with Stevie, but he really needs that close relationship with like a significant other to really open him up to Mm -hmm. being truly vulnerable with somebody. And Mm -hmm. it's a painful process for David to become vulnerable, um, but it's also absolutely adorable and wonderful and heartfelt.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the point where um we started hitting each other <laughs> yeah. because uh when david and patrick get together i already knew this was coming and so i just sort of started to tap tap aaron's leg and all excited like i was very excited and then it just sort of devolved into
1: that's <laughs> this thing we do whenever anything cute happens in the show we just start like a little slapping fight where we just hit each other <laughs> out of excitement <laughs>
0: they are so cute <laughs> it's
1: just so good
0: <laughs> yeah it's so great
1: and then so i think everybody has all the characters uh, the, at least the rose family characters all have their arc uh and a big part of it they all have their individual parts but a big part of it is just becoming less selfish yes is the biggest yes. thing and less self-centered and maybe the one who has the most of that is moira Mm -hmm. And Moira may be also the character who grows the least (laughs) because she's the most out there. Yeah, Like she's just this soap opera actress who's off in her own world that's entirely centered around her and she just cannot understand other people Mm -hmm. and like cannot even understand her own family members really. Mm -hmm. And she's so like just bizarre and heightened and she has this weird accent and she says words weird and she just says everything in a heightened vocabulary. Like, one of my favorite lines is, like, this morning I passed a petite patisserie, talking about (laughs) going to a bakery. Uh, And she always says, uh, when she talks about a baby, she says, Bebe.
0: Where is Bebe's chamber?
1: (laughs) And she just is so ridiculous and over the top. Uh, But even Moira, she comes, and she's the one who least likes the town. She thinks it's an absolute... Uh, scum place to be, and nothing could possibly be worse than living here. Mm -hmm. Um, But as time goes on, even she is drawn into um, making friends, making connections. She joins the Jazzy Gals, the uh, little acapella singing group uh, of women in the town.
0: Which is very fun.
1: And by the end of the show, she really has formed a genuine relationship with them. Um, Mm -hmm. And she takes on some leadership roles in the community. She Uh, joins the council. Yep, she joins the town council, and she really struggles to get along with the other members of the town council. Um, But yeah, even she never ceasing to be ridiculous, never ceasing to be Moira and Moira is just inherently ridiculous. Even she, by the end becomes a kinder person who has shows that she loves her family. She was kind of a terrible mother um, and very cold towards her children um, and not very compassionate or connected. And she becomes a much more loving mother, much more connected to her family as the story goes along too so they all grow a lot Mm -hmm. um none of them ever entirely lose their quirks um i know i talked about with you that i very much um connect with david Mm -hmm. david's very particular uh he wants everything to be just so uh he really can't stand things not being the way he wants them it drives him crazy
0: i know what is incorrect and that is incorrect (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, he's very you know he's very style conscious he's very brand conscious all these things like that and any imperfection or any awkwardness or any uncomfortability drives him crazy. He's not good with people. So I wouldn't say I'm to that kind of heightened level, but certainly I am a perfectionist and like things to be just so and don't and sometimes struggle a little bit with people. So I just have a real heart for David who tries so hard um, to have everything just the way he wants it and to seem comfortable and confident, but also struggles, just has such a hard time with people mm-hmm. um, that I really just feel for him. And I'm really so proud of how he develops and becomes more vulnerable and more open to things not living up to his perfect standards.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I I guess I would say, uh, I definitely don't think I'm very much like Alexis, but I absolutely root for her because she tries very hard um, after a while to to make something of herself. She, she goes to school and she does those, that hard thing. And she, um, yeah, just kind of tries to start her own company and go out in the world. And, um, somewhere near the end, she's offered um, a significant amount of, of money to help herself along. And she says, no, you know what? I think I need to do this by myself. And that's just really impressive. Um, and you're just so proud of her.
1: But you are sassy, confident, and beautiful, like Alexis. Well, thank you. So maybe you would say you're a little bit Alexis.
0: A little bit Alexis. (laughs) (laughs) Look that up if if you don't know what it is. It's so funny.
1: A little song Alexis wrote about herself.
0: A little bit, and a little bit Alexis. (laughs) It's very funny. Let's see.
1: Another thing I like is so of course the show centers around the roses. Um, and they all have their arcs, but I like how, again, it's not like rich people are bad and stupid and normal people got it together and they just need to become normal. It's like, no, everybody is a little screwed up. Everybody's a little weird. All the townspeople have their quirks too. Um, the main townspeople we get to know are Stevie who works at the motel and really becomes kind of part of the Rose family. We get to know Roland, the mayor and his wife, Jocelyn, and they seem like kind of the paragons of normal to begin with, but they're pretty weird too. Oh, yeah. Like, especially Roland, we can always tell he's weird. But Jocelyn, increasingly, we realize she's got plenty of quirks to her, too. She's not normal uh, either. And then um, Twyla, who works at the cafe and is just such a sweetheart, super, super sweet, but also kind of strange in her own ways. Yep,
0: You never quite know what Twyla is going to say.
1: And you learn something new every day. I didn't know that Twyla was uh, the sister of Dan Levy Mm -hmm. and the daughter of Eugene Levy, the other members of the cast. So that's cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. I found that out today as we were preparing for this.
0: Yeah, it's really fun.
1: And then there's Bob, who owns the garage in town, is on the town council. He's got this delightful run, and he's just very (laughs) awkward.
0: Yep. There's a really excellent episode where, at the beginning, uh, in the first season, where Roland and Jocelyn so kindly and generously offer their their cottage up um, somewhere by a lake, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, to Moira and uh, Johnny to just have an evening to themselves uh only you know as would happen in a sitcom they enter the wrong cabin and it's actually bob's cabin that he stays in with his wife and it's just such a delightfully awkward hilarious encounter <laughs>
1: and it doesn't really faze bob at all
0: no he doesn't really
1: <laughs> he's just like oh well oh, hi hi i mean this isn't where you're supposed to be but hi <laughs> so funny there's lots of, like, a great deal of the humor comes from just the remarkably awkward situations the Rose gets get themselves into, which is a lot of fun. Our other favorite member of the town is Ronnie.
0: Oh, she's so funny. <laughs>
1: Ronnie is this um, member of the town council. Um, she seems to own, it's never clear exactly what she does, but she's just like... Uh, she owns a business She somewhere. owns a business of some kind that seems to be like... Um, have something to do with, like, building or something yeah. like that because she sometimes provides right. building materials like carpet and things like that. So maybe she, like, uh, redoes houses or something like that. Not, it's never quite clear. But she's just the most deadpan, sarcastic person. Her eyes are <laughs> always rolling. She never cracks a smile. She never really shows any emotion except kind of sarcastic amusement, like it's hysterical. And she's the one that, like, you know, the others try to, like, humor the roses or pretend they're – as high class as the roses and she's just having none of it
0: ronnie is not afraid of anyone
1: nope she's just the toughest the most confident you know you know ronnie's my role model (laughs) (laughs) totally wish i had that kind of confidence in life
0: yep and of course we have to mention ted
1: oh yes yep ted is the sweetest the most wholesome
0: yeah he's definitely the most wholesome character that's how i would describe him he's just so sweet um he grows a lot too. You, he has a big enough arc that you can see a lot of personal growth for him. And uh Ted's is... the
1: veterinarian who ends up dating Alexis.
0: Yes, yes. And uh he it's funny because it's like this is he's like the closest the town has to a doctor. So you mm-hmm. first see him because somebody needs a doctor and the only place they can go is to Ted. <laughs> which is which is really funny, but He's just so, so very sweet and, and fun, and uh, we don't want to give away any spoilers, um, but I think we will just say that turtles are stupid, and mm-hmm. we hate them.
1: And for the purpose of this show, we're very opposed to the Galapagos Islands. Yeah. That's all we can say. <laughs> and that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> Also, it's interesting because, again, like the roses are start off very selfish and learn to be better people. And Ted is the utter opposite of that. Ted is like the <laughs> most selfless person, but like almost too much. Yeah. Like he, he would do anything and give anything up for Alexis. And what's delightful is that the characters in the town, and I'd say Ted has maybe the biggest arc of the town characters, mm-hmm. like he really grows too. And not that he becomes selfish or shallow or anything like that, but he learns to have a lot more confidence in himself and to stand up for what's right and mm-hmm. for him and what's healthy for him mm-hmm. and to to not just kind of give up everything for this pretty girl he's dating.
0: Yeah. So we definitely see that not only uh, are the roses better for the town, but the town really is better for having the roses in mm-hmm. it.
1: And I'd say also, you know, obviously Patrick, definitely Stevie, but very much uh, Roland and Jocelyn too are definitely better people by the end of the show for having met the roses, even though they just drive each other crazy. Mm-hmm. I saw something, a video a little while back that said something about Roland and Jocelyn are town royalty. Yes. And in the town, they're like the most important people and they sort of take their own importance for granted. And then they feel very... um, Their e- egos are very bruised by the roses coming in being so high and mighty. Mm-hmm. And it's entirely fair that Jocelyn and Roland try to bring them down a peg because they're way too high and mighty. But it's also funny how maybe they grow a little bit too... Um, pick up maybe just a little bit of class uh, from the roses, perhaps. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and really become, again, kind of part of the family, close friends, even yeah. though they're so different from Johnny and Moira. But they really do develop a kind of a frenemy and then eventually genuine friendship relationship, especially mm-hmm. with John and Moira.
0: It's so, so sweet. As we said, this show really does stay good, maybe gets better I as it goes along. I think definitely gets better.
1: Well, and like, as we were saying, like, it's all about love and hospitality and then becoming a family and such things only get better the longer it goes on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. And something that's kind of remarkable is they didn't get their first Emmy until the fifth season, um, which rarely happens, I think, for a TV show. And and rarely is the fifth season of a TV show better than the first season mm-hmm. or like the second or third season. And honestly, probably the sixth season is maybe even better Mm because they, they got all the Emmys for that season and it's just Mm -hmm. so good. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it's not like that just can be taken for granted because it's about hospitality or something like that. Like the, the story material had to keep up with the heart. Mm -hmm. Right. And the quality of the story material stayed strong, maybe got better.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, But then because the story and the jokes and everything were consistently strong, the fact that the characters got closer and closer Made it even better each season, I think, because the, the warmth in the heart is so important.
0: We definitely can't say that about every show, that the it just gets better with each season.
1: We're looking at you once upon a time. Great first season goes downhill from there.
0: But we're not here to talk about that.
1: Although we could talk about Firefly. <laughs> That's true. Which, because it only had one season, flawless. Flawless. Best show on television, so of course... Cancelled.
0: So, is there anything that we don't love about this show?
1: Um, well, one thing I'll mention, and I'm going to try really hard to avoid spoilers here. Um, it does end, just in terms of like who ends up staying in the town and who ends up leaving at the end. It is a little different from what I expected and maybe wanted. Um, and is maybe a little more complicated than what I would have wanted, but I think that's probably okay. Um, and makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to say any more about it than that, um, just because I don't want to spoil especially some of the twists towards the ending and what exactly happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not simply like, everybody stayed in the town forever and lived happily ever after because Schitt's Creek's better than the outside world. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as simple as that, and I think that is kind of the ending I wanted, but I, having seen it, I appreciate that. Of course, the world is not that simple, and life must move on sometimes, so... Not everything's quite as as perfectly idyllic as that in the end, but I think it is a really, really good ending.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's really any shows that I, or any episodes that I would consider like a dud. Not really. No. They're really all very good.
1: Some are less eventful or less exciting maybe, yeah. but all of them are charming and funny. Yeah. And most of them are very heartfelt and warm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A few of them are a little sad at the end because they're part of yeah, like an yeah. arc. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one part uh, early on in David and Patrick's relationship where you're kind of like, Uh, Oh, no. uh, But then it works out after that. Things get better.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, you know, they're all good. There aren't really any bad episodes. One thing that I think I would say is maybe not necessarily a con, but it's just something to look out for, is that it is an adult show and there is maybe more language in the show that um, I would not necessarily... Put in there if it was me, and it's definitely more than I'm used to.
1: Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, just a little strong language, not used egregiously necessarily. Um, But, yeah, takes a little discernment. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. And, like most mainstream shows, there's mentions of sex, there's characters that have sex, but I would say that overall, Um, of the sitcoms that I have watched, I would say that even though there are those things happening throughout the stories, it's really not focused on that as much as some other shows I could mention are. And I really, really do appreciate that.
1: It's something connected to that that I really like. So there's the young people characters who are, Mm -hmm. you know, dating and Mm -hmm. some of them sleeping with different people and stuff like that, as is just so typical of Mm -hmm. modern contemporary television. But there really is kind of an emphasis on, like, happy marriages, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, Moira and Johnny have a very good relationship. Like, it's ridiculous and over-the-top, and they get in fights occasionally, but it's a really good relationship. And I think compared to most shows, Mm -hmm. like, it's a really good one, and, like, they never, ever doubt each other. Like, Mm -hmm. no one's ever, like, you're going to leave me, or we're going to get divorced, or you're cheating on me, or, or and there's, you know, there never is, like, a subplot where, like, one of them kind of falls for somebody else or something like that, and they have to, like, get through that or anything like that. There's really... There's lots of drama, but there's no drama between them. Mm-hmm. And same thing with um, with Roland and Jocelyn. Like, yes. they're really a very, they're weird, they're goofy, they're they quirky. They drive each
0: other crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm.
1: But they are a real united couple. They really love each other, and that's never really in doubt, and there's never any serious problems. And they have just kind of good, healthy relationships, even though both of them are kind of older couples who've been together for a long time. They're not bored of each other. Yep. They continue to have, like, pretty romantic, passionate relationships. And to really love each other.
0: Yeah, and it's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I think that's great.
0: Uh, any final thoughts to wrap this up?
1: It's just so delightful. Oh, and of course, we've got the various fun catchphrases that the oh, characters yeah, have.
0: of course. we. I can't believe we got this far in the episode without an, ew, David! Ew,
1: David! Ew! Like, that's what Alexis, especially Moira sometimes, but uh, Alexis especially, that's is always saying, ew. ew! Just like when anything is not the way she wants it to her. Uh, is a little bit tacky or whatever. Ew.
0: You David. You
1: David. <laughs> we got my mom a mask for Christmas that says Ew, COVID."
0: <laughs> yes, it's it's really really beautiful.
1: And just like the facial expressions and body language, especially of David, is hysterical. Like he's always got he's got such a cute little smile too when he's happy. Like he doesn't grin, like half of his mouth just kind of curves up. It's so cute. It's so cute. I love that. It's like he's trying not to smile because he's way too insecure to ever show any happiness, but Mm -hmm. he can't help himself. And both Alexis and David do like funny things with their hands where they're like, (laughs) just kind of like, I don't know, they look like they're little like sneaking around or something like that. I don't know.
0: You'll have to check out the show. It's, you
1: know, podcast audio medium, not really uh, helpful with the visual gags and humor, (laughs) but this is a TV show that's just full of plenty of little excellent visuals and the characters like the outer characterization of each of the characters is masterful yes yes especially uh eugene levy's eyebrows oh can't forget the
0: eyebrows the most oh, impressive <laughs> and yeah so many good quotes just so many one of my personal favorites is uh alexis saying to someone mm, i won't be doing any of that but thank you
1: won't be doing any of that thank you <laughs> and alexis always says like Love that journey for me, or love that journey for you.
0: It's it's just a good way to, I think, express enthusiasm. It's, it's fun.
1: And they're just so sassy with each All other. It's hysterical. Yeah. And it's a good, I don't know, it just reminds me of my family, because we can really tease each other and mm-hmm. make jokes, but uh, it's very funny. Yes, yes. Since we'll be losing Alexis to the gateway soon.
0: <laughs> I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively, in a row.
1: yep it just you'll laugh I laughed I cried it it moved moved me Bob Bob. so there you go that's your Veggie Tales reference of the day
0: yep we We had to get that in there right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's absolutely true so yeah I think I would just say that I I love this show it very quickly probably became one of my favorite shows which was very unexpected since Mm -hmm. I didn't even really mean to watch it uh, to begin with but I just love the the emphasis on love and kindness and hospitality through all of acceptance. all of the shows acceptance and it's it's just so sweet and charming and it just makes you feel good
1: mm-hmm. it's a real feel good it's like a nice warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa
0: yes yes and we certainly needed that for this past year
1: right it's a good way a good way to round up 2020
0: yes absolutely So what do we think? Does Schitt's Creek get the AP stamp of approval?
1: Absolutely. I'd say Schitt's Creek is AP AP approved. approved. So thank you all once again for listening uh, to our podcast this week. We look forward to doing another episode in the future. Please tune in again to hear us talk about something else excellent, movie or TV show or who knows what else, but something we love.
0: So everyone just remember to fold in the cheese.
1: Drink your Herb Ertlinger fruit wine.
0: And as David and Seabee would say, best wishes
1: and warmest regards.